Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Is money a funny thing for you? Like maybe you've grown up with some stories about money and now you're realizing that's really impacting how you're treating money and stewarding money in your business. Well, it is Financial Literacy Month in April 2023, and we're going to be taking the next few episodes to talk about money, why women get so caught up in money and how that stops them. What does the Bible say about money? But in this episode, I'm going to be sharing my story. So let's dive in. Are you an ambitious Christian woman who feels like you've had success yet something is still missing? Do you wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time because you think if it is to be, it's up to me? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you want to ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded with, let me drive. Then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me in the middle right here to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Then let's go. A few years ago in April 2021, I did some episodes around money. And in two of those episodes, I shared my money story. And I shared that to inspire others to let go of what they had been taught about money, what had been modeled around money, and really embrace God's biblical truth about money. You know, money is a topic that's covered throughout the Bible. I think it's something like over 2,000 verses. And it's one of the things that Jesus really focused on in much of his teaching. But how do we get all caught up in what the world says about money? And how does that stop us? Well, my story is this. I've been a driver, striver, and achievement chaser my whole life. If you've listened to my podcast for a while or you've followed my content, you know that I'm very upfront in sharing that. But that was born out of growing up in poverty. My mom was a single mom. She had four kids. I was the oldest of the four. I had a lot put on my shoulders and responsibility of caring for my younger siblings. But there was just this overarching cloud that we never had enough. We shopped in the food pantry. My mom couldn't afford to buy us clothes sometimes, so we had hand-me-downs. And I always like to joke that my hand-me-downs came from my cousins, but my cousins were boys. So you know how well that went over. We actually lived in a suburb of Washington, D.C. in Prince George's County, which is not a wealthy suburb. It's not a wealthy county, certainly not among, I think, the top five in the state of Maryland. So those around me in school 
probably had some level of poverty. I would say maybe some of them were lower middle class, but not most everyone I knew. But I always thought that I was at the bottom rung of that. I can remember my mom wringing her hands, sitting at the kitchen table, talking about trying to make ends meet, fighting with my father about child support so that we would have enough, and always, thank God, relying on my grandmother and my aunt, who's my mother's twin, to help us in really hard times. But growing up in that made me realize two things. Number one, I needed to work hard to change my future path. And that meant I needed to go to school and get a degree and get a stable job. Now, this was in the 80s. So a stable job looked like the corporate ladder or maybe a government job. But the second thing that I learned, and this is something I've recently come to terms with, is that to me, money would have saved us. Money would have saved my mom from all that hand-wringing and heartache. Money would have provided for our family and taken us out of that poverty. Money would have given us more options. Money would have saved us. And for me, in this recent realization that I had, money was a savior. Now, at the time, I was not following Jesus. I believed in God, but if you've heard me talk about this, for much of my adult life, until I accepted Christ in 2014, Jesus was just sort of this mashup of the law of attraction, the universe, and like this guy. I believed in God, but I didn't believe that God had any place in my money. So I grew up, I got a degree, and I started on the corporate track. I came to learn probably about... 15 years into my corporate life that I had a lot of money and I was on big stages and I had the big title. I had all the outward success with the big house and the luxury car and all the things, but I was beginning to realize that I really didn't have a quality of life because see, to earn that money, I had to travel a lot. 70% of the time I was away from my family and that was really, really hard. But that money story continued to carry through because it didn't matter how much money I had, I still wanted more. It was like a drug. It was like an addiction. I was savoring money the way I now know how to savor Christ. And so my money story was all based on growing up without. Now, that may be part of your story as well, but what I've found is that for many people, they sort of sway one way or the other with the pendulum. Some people who grew up without much sway to the side of, I'm going to be focused and fruitful. I'm going to be a good steward of my money, and I'm going to go earn the money, but I'm not going to get tied to it. And then some people, that would be me, I'm some people, take that money story and they swing the other way and they come out fighting. And they come out duking it out, ready to go make everything happen and hoarding the money or spending the money. So what I found is that coming forward, as I began my entrepreneurial journey in 2010 with the multi-level marketing company that I was with, money was really, really, really important to me. And so that transition from corporate life to owning my own business came with some strings attached for me. Number one, I needed to be able to make six figures and make it fast because to me, six figures solved everything. And number two, I wanted to hold that money and spend it the way I wanted. I wasn't thinking about being a good steward of it. I wasn't thinking about giving it away. I wanted to give as much as I could to my kids because they had a better life than I had. 
I wanted to be able to give them everything I could. So where does that money story go wrong for me? Well, let me take you to some scripture first. In Deuteronomy 8.8, this is the message version. And it says, if you, in 8.18, sorry, if you start thinking to yourselves, I did all this and all by myself, I'm rich, it's all mine. Well, think again. Remember that God, your God, gave you the strength to produce all this wealth so as to confirm the covenant that he promised to your ancestors as it is today. This scripture is all about Moses reminding the Israelites who brought them through this process, who brought them through the wilderness and gave them everything they needed at exactly the right time, who gave them their daily bread, like the actual manna, who gave them water when they needed it, who made sure that their sandals and their clothing didn't wear out as they were circling the mountain, not realizing that all they had to do was surrender. So number one, the first lesson that I had to learn, and I encourage you to think about this as well, was if I'm giving my life to Christ, it needs to not be about me. And I need to realize that all of that power to gain what he wants me to gain comes from him and not from me. But I had to learn that lesson the hard way. And here's what that looked like for me. I idolized money. I never had enough. I needed to have more. And while it enabled us to do things that I knew my parents could never do for me, it became a milestone, a checkbox. I was coveting it. I wanted more. And in the environment that I was in, going for more was always the mantra. You needed to be more. You needed to have more so that you could do more. Now, listen, I have no issue with you making more money so that you can give more to God's kingdom. That's awesome. But it's when you start to identify yourself with how much that dollar looks like in your bank account, how many commas are in your check or your deposit. That's where we go wrong. The Bible tells us it is the love of money that's the issue, not money itself. But in my money story, it was all about me and how much could I make. And I was super self-reliant and going and making it. Here's where things went wrong. In 2012, I was working my corporate job and building my side hustle. Some of you may be in that exact position. And the company that I was with decided that it was time for me to go. There are many reasons that could have happened. And there are many reasons I believe it happened. But the bottom line is my exit strategy, which was to get through 2012, go beyond my sales goal and have a six-figure bonus waiting for me in Q1 2013 so that then I could leave my job and go full-time in my multi-level marketing business didn't happen. It imploded right underneath of me because I got let go the week before Thanksgiving in 2012. That sent us into a massive spiral of financial ruin, actually. We made some really poor decisions over the next few years drained my 401k to keep us afloat because we didn't want anybody to know that we were behind on our mortgage and that we still need to pay for this luxury car that I had earned from my multi-level marketing business. My MLM business had not fully replaced my full-time income, which would have been fine, except that we were making such poor financial decisions because we were selfish and attached to the money. Fast forward to October or to 2014. I remember very distinctly we had taken our kids on a vacation to Ocean City, 
And I remember kneeling down beside the bed, knowing the financial ruin that we were in and just praying, Lord, I need a way out of this. I'm doing, doing, doing everything in my business. And the money is not coming the way that it used to be. Let me remind you, we were still not being good stewards of that money. Well, God answered me in a way that was not what I was thinking. <laughs> I wanted a windfall. I wanted a waterfall. I wanted a dam to break and give me all of prosperity. But instead, my mentor led me to Jesus in October 2014. You know as well as I do, when we encounter Jesus and we give him our life, everything changes. So the way I viewed money and the way I would doing my, was doing my business completely shifted. I didn't give up money in the way of saying, oh, I need to live in a poverty lifestyle because that's what a good Christian would do. No, no, no. But what I began to unravel was that my identity was not attached to money because it's always shifting sands. Think about it. It's temporal. We use it as an exchange for value, but it can easily go away. Think of banks that have gone under. Think of um, Ponzi schemes, right? Those, those things can go away so quickly, but Jesus is the eternal. So I was able to switch my identity and realize that my identity is in Christ, no matter my title, no matter the stage, no matter how much is in my bank account. And then from there, I could begin to build healthier money mindset. We went through Financial Peace University to dig ourselves out of the hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt that we had. I was able to get a consulting job that bridged the gap for us for a while and allowed me to see what did it mean to manage two different kinds of businesses and truly own my business so that I could understand my finances, so that I could be a better steward and understand where my expenses were going and understand how to make better decisions around the money. Where I also decided to turn to Jesus and not get caught up in the world was all the noise around. I'll show you how to make a 5K month. I'll show you how to make a 10K month. Listen, I am not putting judgment on anyone that is walking out the assignment that God has given them to show people how to do that. That's awesome. But what I'm saying to you is, are you defining yourself by that 5K month? Are you defining yourself by that 10K month? Or are you defining yourself understanding what it says in Deuteronomy? It's not up to you that God provides all of that. And so how can you look at money and know that God is going to provide everything you need, but put in the effort as working toward God and not to man as it says in the Bible? Are you putting in the effort to understand your finances and be a good steward of them? Or are you only chasing the dollar? Because I can promise you that chasing the dollar will leave you empty every time, no matter what your bank account says. I wanted to share this backstory with you today because it really is a story of redemption. It's what happens when we give our lives to the Lord and we let him change the desires of our heart. I spent a lot of time trying to fill a hole that I didn't realize was a Jesus-shaped hole. I was trying to fill it with stuff and dollars and titles and promotion, but really where my calm and peace and joy came from was only when I said, okay, Lord, you drive this car now and let me hold your map, the Bible. And then when he said to me, go share this with my ambitious daughters, that I could do that without worrying about how much money it would bring in. The last thing that I want to share before we go on this is that I spent a lot of time thinking that money was going to save us. I told you that earlier. 
Friends, the only savior we have is Jesus. So ask yourself two questions today. What is my money story? How is that shaping how I look for money or how I clamor or chase after money or how I think that, oh, I shouldn't do this business because I don't know what the money, you know, I don't want to get caught up in the money. And then the second thing is sit down in prayer with the Lord and say, Lord, show me where I am holding on to money so that I can let it go and surrender it and go do the work you've given me to do, knowing that I am fully provided for in you. I hope you'll ask yourself those questions. And I hope this has inspired you to lay your money issues, story, mindset at the foot of the cross and let him lead you in your business. Please message me and tell me how I can pray over this for you because it is a tricky, tricky topic. And there is a lot of noise in the world about it. On our next episode, I'm going to be talking about what stops women. What are the words that I hear them say that they get so caught up in money that they either can't move forward or they're trying to rush and make it happen in their own strength? And I hope you'll tune in for that. Make sure you get down in the show notes and grab the 90-day tool because you're listening to this in mid-April, but there's still plenty of time to plan your next 90 days. And until next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world Tune into God's truth and turn up focus to walk out your assignment and your mission in the marketplace. I'll see you on the next episode. Do you believe that God has a purpose for your business, but you're not sure how, or maybe you're a little afraid to actually let him lead? The right coaching that combines biblical truth and business principles with a personalized approach can help you break free from the overwhelm and overachievement that you're feeling so that you can walk out his assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. And that's what I do. Let's explore how I can help you tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to grow your business and impact. Schedule your 15-minute discovery call with me today at erinharrigan.com slash discovery call or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman this week. I pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.